Hey, this is Ty Hitzman. I'm the developer building the calendar app that helps you stop wasting your time. And in this season of the podcast, I give a short update up front, and then I'll talk about something on the second half or the second part. And I'm going to go quick today on the update because I'm really excited to talk about procrastination and how to diagnose and cure it. So let's go into the update now. In the last month, I added the someday list feature, which is the sidebar in a calendar where you put events that you want to do someday. And then once you're ready to do them, you drag them onto the grid. That introduced a couple of bugs. And so now I'm working on fixing those bugs and some other bugs. And honestly, I'm pretty impatient right now with the bugs that keep coming up. In my head, it would just be perfect once I add the last feature I believe it's the best decision for the users that I hold off on launching it and fix these things first. But as the developer, I'm just like getting super antsy. The good part of that is I'm moving quickly and getting it, not dragging my feet. But there's definitely some antsiness going on here. All right, there's the update. And now let's talk about procrastination. So first I'm going to share some theory about how to think about procrastination and then I'm going to invite you to do some exercises with me about how to apply this in your life. So what is procrastination? Two casual definitions would be one, not doing something and feeling shitty about it. And then the second one would be a little more academic mood regulation by avoiding feelings. I'm going to categorize the types of procrastination into shallow and deeply rooted issues. A shallow rooted issue is something like, I want to clean the garage and I don't do it for a long time. The issue there might be a shallow one, which is that the task I'm trying to do is just too abstract and I don't know where to start. I actually do know where to start, but it's like overwhelming to break it down into actionable steps and so I just don't want I can't do that like it's too much the fix for that is like pretty simple and straightforward which is spend some more time breaking it down and make it less abstract so find a sitter for the kid pick out a section of the garage to clean etc etc and then it feels less overwhelming and then you can just do it that's a shallow issue a deeper procrastination issue with some sturdy roots would be one like I'm afraid to do something because it threatens my sense of identity and I am not sure if I can handle that viewing myself differently especially after doing something for so long for example like maybe I went down this career and it took me a long time to get my degrees and do my schooling and then I realized I don't actually like it and tasks associated with that career uh, or the idea of quitting is just too overwhelming. And so I just deny it and I procrastinate on addressing that issue. And 20 years go by and I realize I'm not happy and I have a lot of stuff to deal with. I know I'm going quick here and just throwing out some examples. So that's what I mean by deeply rooted procrastination issues. And those are the ones I'm going to focus more on here because the first ones are low-hanging fruit in that you can fix them with some strategy, with some time management, with some productivity hacks. Those are so readily available and a lot of people have done a great job helping you with that. 
the other part, the deeper ones are messy. They're not easily fixable. There's not a lot of content out there about them. And that's why I'm more interested in it. So this is to apply to the deeply stuff, deeply rooted stuff for the messy emotions and how to address that. Here's the model for how procrastination of a deeply rooted thing happens. You have some kind of input and you perceive the input as threatening. So the input might be clean the garage and you perceive that as threatening and then you decide to avoid it or procrastinate. And the reason you've avoided it is out of protection. You want to protect yourself from those feelings that is rooted in fear and the fear is necessitated because of some kind of insecurity or a shaky sense of self, a sense of self that's tied to doing things or seeing yourself in a certain way or preserving your identity. That process is necessitated because of how you've learned to cope to trauma and other messages received. Trauma lowercase and uppercase t like the intense stuff the abuse and really bad experiences and then the death by a thousand cuts stuff like the chaotic environment you might have been in and the messages received part i mean just other inputs you've internalized and the rules that you've created from them i have to be a good person good people get things done i am the type of person who only does something if i can succeed at it etc. So the top of this process, we have a threatening emotion comes in. Once you think about doing a task, you've decided to avoid it and you avoid it because you want to protect yourself. You've decided to protect yourself because you're afraid of something. You're afraid of something because of a shaky or not sturdy enough sense of self in this situation, dealing with this task and these emotions that sense of self has come out of trauma experiences and messages received. That's the negative case when you do procrastinate. The scenario when you don't procrastinate, when there is a task and you perceive it as threatening and it is scary, but you accept it and you act and you do the thing or you decide not to do it or you have a difficult conversation about it, but you do act, you don't avoid, that happens because you've had a growth mindset here. You're able to have that growth mindset because in the face of fear, there is still fear here, you're addressing it. You're willing to address it with courage. And you're willing to do that because you have a secure sense of self in this situation. You know yourself. You know you can handle it. You know this doesn't define you. You can deal with it. Despite the trauma you still have, despite the messages you've received from your parents and people growing up, despite all these other things telling you this might affect your ego and it's not right and it's scary, you know yourself and how to get through this. And so you face it with courage and you're willing to seek and accept the truth and then you act. That is the scenario when you don't procrastinate. So summary, you've procrastinated in a situation because you have insecurity about it. You don't procrastinate because you still have some insecurity but you also are grounded enough to face it and now you might be challenging that or angry or probably hard on yourself if you accept it 
if if you're the type of person who procrastinates and wants to fix it or cure it and you're attracted to that messaging and promise maybe it's because you want that out of your life and you want to move on and do a bunch of awesome things that you're really excited about and you're harder on yourself when you do procrastinate my cure for it is to not try to cure it (laughs) that's one of those cheeky things that motivational speakers do and i can't help it here because i really think the cure is to embrace a different outlook on this issue i made a little stick figure diagram to help me understand this where in the middle there's like a messy blob and the stick figure is like looking down and his hands are on his head and he's all stressed and he's thinking how do i fix this that's us right now and how we usually think about procrastination i've i'm so shitty how how do i keep putting this off oh i'm not being productive i'm not doing a good job i'm so bad i'm such a procrastinator what do i do and then next to that person there's another stick figure and he's standing or she's standing with open arms and a strong posture and comfortable and then the thought bubble is what can i learn from this what can I learn from this? So a very different mindset, of course, from fixing something to making it perfect and being really hard on yourself to not being tied to it and not feeling so threatened by this action you have and instead thinking, getting curious about it, trying to learn something from it. Another example I'll give of like the cure of it when it does become more healthy and helpful is the analogy of a gardener. A really good gardener is someone who I don't really understand because I'm not a gardener, but let me roll with this. A gardener doesn't get stressed out when like weeds happen and things are growing in the garden because they are always going to happen. You don't cure those things. Instead, the gardener knows how to do it. They have the skills. They have those productivity systems I mentioned about the shallowly rooted issues. Like they know those things and they also know how to deal with the big weeds that are kind of taken over and that are really deep. You might need some extra tools for that and some extra effort, but they are willing to do that. They know how to do that. And they're also okay when it's like the beginning of the season and they've been gone for a while and they come back and that's kind of like the state of their garden. They're not trying to live in a way where their garden is perfect 100% of the time. Instead, they have a mindset of, security and how they can deal with it, confidence in how they can deal with it, a sort of calm and easiness and maybe even joy in the process of dealing with it, taking out these weeds, knowing that this is good for the garden as a whole. Something else can grow out of it. They can learn something about gardening from taking the weeds out. The presence of the weeds is not the issue because the weeds are always going to come. So that was the bulk of the theory stuff, and I'm going to give two exercises. But before I do that, I want to emphasize that this fixing this is not the issue. It's not the focus, and being hard on yourself doesn't really help. So just a reminder that you're not lazy, you're just human, You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do everything on your list. And this stuff is really hard. And if you're feeling down about anything I've said, go easy on yourself. Go easy on yourself. 
Okay, so I'm going to give two exercises, one for each of those procrastination strategies, the shallow or the deep weeds. And the first one is for the shallow weeds of having a task that's too abstract again. So I'll give an example of I want to plan a trip to Japan and I don't do it. I haven't been doing it for a while. Here's what I can do. I'll break that down into five steps. So like booking the flight, booking the hotels, deciding the dates, deciding who's going to go with me and budgeting. And I'll break each of those five things into five more things, deciding who to go, who's going with me. Let's take that one. I'll one, look through my list of contacts Two, pick the people who might be interested. Three, start texting the people, start calling them Four, get it down to a final list. And then five, ask for a deposit for some of them to help me pay for the hotels and confirm that they're actually going to go. The idea is just making a task that's like really big and scary into one that's digestible. Okay, the second one is for those more deeply rooted emotional issues. And what we're going to do is start a note in your note-taking app or on a piece of paper. And we're going to try to make more sense of what's going on. So we know we're avoiding something and we know there's some sort of fear that's a reaction against our experiences and traumas and messages. But we might not know why. Why are we afraid? Why is this threatening? Why is this poking at an insecurity I have in a way that makes me feel like I unconsciously need to protect myself? And by doing that, avoid it. So at the top, title it something like, what feeling am I avoiding? Or what am I afraid of? And then fill that baby up, fill up that page, fill up that note-taking app. You could do it in a journal style, just free writing, whatever comes to your head. You could think about it in a mind map sort of way, just connecting all the dots and seeing their relationships together. I want you to just take some time and really dig into why is this so scary for me? What's actually going on? And then once you've done that, just hold some space for it because it is something serious. It is something really important to you if you've procrastinated for a while and it's something that pokes at your identity or your ego and you don't have to jump right into fixing it. I think just having the distance to have it out there to look at it and accept it is huge. So I would say start there. And then I think like what to do about it will become very clear. I'll give you an example of one of my things. Uh, so last year I started building this calendar app and I left my full-time job and I was like all in on finding something that I could do. And I came up with a calendar thing. People seemed to be more interested in that than my other ideas. I put off like actually building it for a long time. I would design it without actually like coding it. I would do like a prototype version where I borrow someone else's code and kind of show it to people. And I'm like, oh, it could do this and that. I was doing a lot of things that weren't actually doing the thing. Why I think that happened is because I was, as a developer, not sure if I could do it at the standard that I would have wanted it to be at as a user. And so I was delaying it all this time just because I didn't want to face that fact of, me having to build something that I might not be happy about, that might not feel good enough to me. 
and doing all these other things, I knew I could do those things and it felt more comfortable. And when I actually started developing, it was really, really scary because I didn't know a lot about the kind of things I needed to know about to make this work. And it, it was just really slow and hard. And that was the feeling I think I wanted to avoid because I had so much built into this that I didn't want to fail in that way. So it might be something like that for you. It might be t- totally different, but that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's been like six months since I started building it or so. I I have more understanding about it, but back then I had no idea. And I think if I would have just taken a little step to notice it and write it down, that would have helped. So again, for this exercise, it's what feeling am I avoiding or what am I afraid of? And just write some stuff down. Okay, folks, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for going through that. If you made it this far, maybe you're feeling like me and you got to just like shake it off and whew, that's a lot. Deep stuff, hard stuff, but props f- for the courage and interest you've had if you made it this far. My ask is to head over to whatever app you're listening to this in and give this show a review that would mean a lot to me it also helps because i'm trying stuff out with this podcast season as you can see with this episode and it's good to hear what works for you or what doesn't so head over to your app and rate and review the show and it would mean a lot to me okay thank you again and have a good day